Hi, this is Web37 Daily, a 1.37 p.m. daily Twitter space on all things NFTs and Web3. All right, everybody, how we doing? This is Nick Anderson with 1.37 p.m. with Web37 Daily. Welcome to the show. Love it. So, Julie, very nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you, too. Nice to be here. So tell me, um, I know that, like, this is, there's a lot to this project, right? I think um, there's a lot of dynamics here that um, I definitely want to break down from the basics for everybody. Um, So really, just, like, first, just tell me, you know, what is really like your inspiration for the project and maybe some of the key things for people to know? Yeah, sure. I'll start with kind of a broad overview and then, and then we can jump in. Um, So yeah, I guess first and foremost, my name's Julie Pacino and uh, I'm a photographer, filmmaker. Um, My project is called Keepers of the Inn which is a series of 3,356 photographs that I took during the rehearsal process of my first feature film uh, entitled I Live Here Now. And so the photos, the NFTs of the collection were all taken during the process of rehearsing that at the Madonna Inn. So anyone who hasn't seen the Madonna Inn or isn't familiar with the Madonna Inn by now after months of me talking about it, um, please go Google it or check out their Instagram. It's a phenomenally beautiful, inspiring uh, hotel that's just covered with all sorts of colors. Um, And so, yeah, my my feature film is called I Live Here Now. It's entirely based off of my Genesis collection by the same title, which was a series of a hundred photographs that I shot at the hotel. And so with Keepers of the Inn, we've broadened the audience and opened up the creative process to invite holders to be a part of my journey as I enter pre-production and gear up to shoot the movie at the end of this summer. Um, We sold out two weeks uh, two weeks ago today. So this is like an anniversary for us. Um, so we're happy to say that we're, we are the first, uh, NFT funded and influenced film. And yeah, that's, that's where we're at. That's, that's like a a sort of general intro on, on myself and the project. That's amazing. So I wonder though, really why NFTs, why web three really, um, I wonder, you know, what inspired you to, really want to integrate web three into your film? Yeah, that's definitely a, a great question. Um, so the whole process of making this film was incredibly organic and f- honestly inspired by web three, right? Like I, I took a series of photographs that I minted and dropped as, as, uh, as a one of one collection and, I think just the response that I got to to those photos and the collectors that I was able to connect with and just, yeah, just like the general ethos and energy that I was instantly thrust into in, uh, in this NFT community was so validating and 
invigorating and and that like I you know so I, I wrote this feature based off of the photos and as I was approaching different equity investors and um, you know teamed up with an awesome distribution company Utopia Films we were going about figuring out how to get this thing financed and I think I, I was becoming a little bit frustrated with some of the offers that I was getting they were quite confining and um, I didn't really feel like anyone that I was meeting with was understanding the artistry behind what I'm trying to do with this movie. And mm. the, yeah, the idea just kind of occurred to me like, Hey, what if, what if we go back to this community and raise the funds that way? And so that way it's, it's the people that are my sort of co-producers on this actually understand and care about the artwork and not only that can can help inspire creative decisions that I've made that I'm making because they're they want this movie to be the best possible version of itself and so it was really an organic idea um, and and now that we've achieved what we have I feel like m moving forward and, and even circling back to some of those uh, you know Hollywood <laughs> investors and and um, shot callers. It's now we've got this this sort of momentum and audience and and real community behind us. So I, there's just now I've got all the all of this leverage. Um, so it's it, it really boiled down for me to to wanting to make and work on this movie with people who were in it for the right reasons because I'm not trying to make a movie uh, that adheres to any sort of outdated, in my opinion, formulas. Uh, I'm, I'm, I want to make something that's authentic, that's art, that's entertaining, that's fun. That's the type of movie that I would want to see. And so, um, personally, not a huge fan of, uh, superhero movies and remakes and board games that are turned into movies. Like I, I'm, I'm interested in or original, unique artwork. And so that's what I want to make. And I know that that's, that is what this community is all about. Well, it's funny. Um, you know, unfortunately I'll make an analogy with the superhero movie esque uh, thing you're referring to, um, in my next question. And well, really I have two questions. One, I I'm always really interested in understanding how people had their origin story in web three, right? What is that moment say in Spider-Man when he gets bit by the radioactive spider, right? Yeah. Captain America, right. With his <laughs> superhero serum, seriously, because there's a lot that goes into the change, uh, that one goes through in web three, not to idolize what's happening in web three. Right. Because I mean, you know, really at the end of the day, this is internet 1996 right now. Um, you know, from that perspective, uh, being an early adopter in the space, uh, it's always so interesting and fascinating to me to hear those stories. So really one, what is your introduction to the web three space? And then two, um, you mentioned things about your team, right? And the people around you, what goes into a solid team, especially for you? Yeah. And also just for the record, like I, 
I do enjoy watching superhero movies. Like it's, I understand why they're, I, I understand that there's an audience for them. It's just like, if I had to choose between a superhero movie and um, an, an independent film that was, that that's unique and that's someone's expression. Like I'm going to go with the indie film, but not to hate on superhero movies too much. Like I fucking love Batman and one day I'm going to make a Batgirl that's going to blow everyone's socks off, but we'll get to that, that in a few years. Yeah. I, I love that um, so much. <laughs> yeah. My Batgirl is super cool. Like she drops acid and is like non-binary <laughs> and just a badass. Um, but, but anyway, that's, that's like, years down the line alpha sounds like um, the modern day heroin here <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um but yeah i was onboarded into the space by will savis and benny and ian and the zanzibar guys like really helped get me up and running and um you know had seen my photographs on instagram and at the time i guess this was in like I think we started like March of last year. There, there wasn't, a, there weren't a lot of photographers in the space, uh, let alone, you know, queer female photographers. And so, um, those guys really pushed me and helped me understand what, why people would want to spend money on a JPEG and, you know, all, all those <laughs> sort of like beginner questions that are overwhelming. They really helped, uh, helped me understand and onboarded me and introduced me to some really great people, uh, to get me, to get me started. And so, um, so yeah, that they they were part of like my original team and all just through the process of putting this drop together, uh, helped you know with consulting and not even just them. I mean, like I, I I had all sorts of conversations with different people in the space, and I think that's one of the great things about this space is just the accessibility and um, people's willingness to help guide because it's we're we're so early and it's so new and you know, I put when putting together this drop, which is, I guess I've been told like the largest single artist photography collection and definitely the first feature film to, to be funded by NFTs. Like there was no real, there was nothing to go off of. We were, we were just kind of figuring out how to do it, but, and, and just gauging people's opinions. So, um, the team was, I consider all of those people that I talked to early on a, a part of my team and, and that team is, is vast and, and wide and ranges from all sorts of different people. But, uh, internally, like my creative team, my creative partner, Kyle Kaminsky, and, you know, of course the, the subjects, the art, the actors who were featured in the photos, um, you know, Fern Cozine, Lara Clear, and, and all, all the other women, like th those people are all, friends of mine who I've been collaborating with for years, you know, Robert McCready, who does a lot of our poster art and, and worked on the pink milk tonic editions and, you know, Aaron Meinhardt, who helped us with a lot of the copy and writing the descriptions of the scenes, um, Pablo Stanley and Waldo at the Bueno team. Like the, 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 I, it's, I took the photos and I'm super proud and, and I worked my ass off on editing and, and narrowing it down from like 20,000 photos. But, but truly it, it was a, it was a real group effort. And for me, what makes a good team is, is, um, just honestly seeing things in the same way and, and finding people that can elevate my vision. Uh, and that, that translates into directing as well. It's just, that's, that's what it's all about is just 
connecting with people who see things the same as me and then are able to add to my vision and, and propose things that I had never thought of before. And I think, um, the Bueno team is a really great example of that. They designed our website, keepers of the and it's, it's just a, a cinematic, gorgeous, engaging, interactive experience to, to scroll through that site. And so that's just like a great example of them taking my photos and, and running with them. It's a great damn website. I, I will say I, <laughs> I have experience building websites, so I can definitely say it's, 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 it's gorgeous. It's, it's an experience in and of itself. Honestly, I almost feel like I'm walking through the halls of, <laughs> of the inn, you know? Um, yeah, it, that it, was important too, you know, cause it's a movie. So I want we wanted it to feel like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, I think, um, and that's a perfect transition as well. I, you know, I wonder, and, and I want to hear this from you is, is really, what does it mean to be a keeper at the end? Yeah. So, I mean, really what well, it means well, to be. Well, more, I'm sorry. Let me give a little more meat to that okay. is, 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 you know, what does it mean practically, but also what does it mean more on a creative and I don't know if you're taking in the direction of spiritual or, or whatnot, but you know, really just like the full 360 of what that means. Oh shit. You want to get deep. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, no, no. Uh, I go there. I go there, girl. Don't worry. Like th- okay, this is cool. like going to be that type of talk. So don't worry. Word. Okay, <laughs> I want to yeah, get I mean, like the whole tech side of things from you. I want to get like the whole, where do you see next for artists to be able to, you know, express their work through blockchain while also, you know, from a, technical and a creative standpoint, but, you know, focusing right now, really like full 360, what is a keeper of the end? Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, look, there's extensive utility. That's amazing from being able to weigh in directly on creative decisions to being able to earn credit on the film giveaways, come stay at the Madonna Inn with us while we shoot. There's all sorts of practical things that come along with membership. Um, and that's all on our website and I've talked extensively about it, but I kind of like where you're going in in terms of the sort of spiritual side of it, because, you know, the dropping 3,400 photos is a extremely vulnerable thing to do. There were, it's, I was terrified. I still am terrified. This is like a lot of myself that's out there. And so, really with the keepers, I'm, it's, it's an extended family. It's like, I'm opening up my creative process. I'm exposing myself. Um, I feel very vulnerable and I'm leaning on the keepers of the inn to help sort of nurture me through this process and weigh in and give me feedback. And, you know, um, it's, (laughs) <laughs> making something is, is fe- feels so it's, it's like dangling on this cliff and it's just, you know, or walking a tightrope and, and it's so helpful to have people around you that understand your voice that you can look back at and they're tell yeah, you're, you're, you're doing it. Don't worry. You're fine. Like that's, that's such a, um, that's such an important part. And so really the keepers are all just extended members. They're co-producers with me and they're in the they're in the trenches with me and, um, and supporting me as I, as I go about this endeavor, I'm climbing a mountain, I'm making my first feature film and, um, having, having the support of this community 
is so important. And so, you know, I, I, there, there's been so many beautiful moments where different holders, different keepers have, have brought to my attention things in these photographs that I never even knew were there. And again, like I said earlier, just building off of what I, the foundation that I've laid. And, um, as a filmmaker, I'm very collaborative and I'm not the type of director that gets set on a vision that like cracks a whip and, and forces everyone to do it my way. I'm, I believe that creation is alive and that when you make art, it's a, it's a living organism that, that grows and morphs and changes with time. And so, um, all of my keepers are, are there to help me water this thing as, as it starts to blossom. And, um, and that's an intimate thing. It yeah. just is, you know? No, I agree. I think the the real opportunity that I'm seeing in the space, and I'd love your input on this is really, um, what I'm seeing unfold, particularly with this project is the manifestation of a, just a community driven creative endeavor in ways that were never really possible before. Right. I mean, you're, you're sharing all these intimate things within what your artistic expression is, but at the same time, you're really just being almost bolstered. Like you, you're able to crowdsource that energy from other people in order to drive forward this initiative. I think that's an amazing thing. Um, truly. And, and I, and I applaud you for creating that space for people because you're going to start seeing, I mean, for me, you know, I never really was into art all that much before NFTs. And, you know, for me, it's been an amazing experience, you know, and now like, look at my profile picture right now is Gavin Miller. You know, he's, you know, he's 23 years old. He was painting trucks before he was painting JPEGs. Right. <laughs> and like, you know, now it's at completely changes life. And like the fact that, you know, I can have this profile picture and share this art that I see and I believe in, it allows for him, him and his life to be different. And, and I think that that, that makes me feel good. And, and the, you see these microcosms of, of different communities being brought up. Um, you know, how do you see, um, long-term, in the film industry and just any creative industry in general, um, these micro, I guess like micro climate, micro bot, what have you, whatever you want to call it. Um, these, these communities being brought together, um, in the form of creative endeavors. What do you think that's going to look like over the next few years? Well, I think you're a really good example. Like you, you say you weren't into art before NFTs. And I think that that kind of, answers the question, right? Like the, I believe, and I'm going to speak specifically about Hollywood and filmmaking because that's, that's where I come from. But I, but I, you know, I don't know, I, I don't know about other art forms, but I think it's just across the board, like Hollywood and, and mainstream has become so cookie cutter. And I don't think that there, that 
that what's being pushed in the mainstream is indicative of what audiences really truly want. Like, I, I don't think that, that Hollywood is trusting its audiences enough to want to consume thoughtful art. And what the NFT space is doing, again, you being a great example of that, is proving that there are people who want to consume and show off art for the own for the sole reason that it's art and it's cool and it's beautiful and so i think long term it bodes really well because this this is i mean we're catching fire like we the nfts are are exploding it's january this this year is going to be huge for it and and so i think that as nfts become more mainstream it will force other industries to do the same thing and and to give more chances to artists to shine a spotlight on art for the sake of art as opposed to just repackaging things and reselling them because they did well before absolutely um i i wonder as well you know i think in the practical applications of you know keepers of the end I'm really, I, I really, um, well, first I just want to say, you know, again, I applaud you for what you've been doing with the project. I think that it's definitely something like, you know, I was perusing through OpenSea and I was like, well, do I, I should probably pick one up. I mean, cause this is some cool stuff, but, <laughs> but, um, aside from the artwork itself, um, and, and that type of expression really, um, I know you dove into the utility a little bit, but, um, you know, I think, you know, I don't want you to feel like you're beholden to the things that you can, you know, can uh, speak about here, right? In terms of promises of utility, but, you know, in a dream world where, you know, you could provide whatever utility you'd want, right? Um, you know, five years, 10 years down the line, break that down for me. Like what, what would be um, the most ideal utility long-term would be for the project? Yeah, I mean... The the long term vision, I think, grows beyond the project. We're included in the yeah sure we're gonna we're gonna get this film financed. We're gonna build it from the ground up. It's gonna be released. It's gonna be great. Everyone's gonna be at the premiere, and then ultimately, I'm gonna break the film back down into fractionalized clips and still frames and airdrop it back to the community, which. On a, on a spiritual poetic level is just awesome because that's how this whole thing started was as still frames. Um, but beyond that five, 10 years, like the, the movement behind this, this movie and this project, you know, we're launching a grants program that's going to onboard more women into the space by funding and helping co-produce short format stuff with them. And so I just, there are so many different things that different ways that I see this going, but I, I definitely want to create some sort of platform that can, that filmmakers can use to release their content, whether it's short format or feature length, uh, format, you know, I, I, I think that that's, there's a need for that. And, um, it's the filmmaking NFT crossover, like with this project, I feel as though we've linked that and now it's time to 
build a demand for it. And with that will come a platform. Um, I also am as a, as a queer woman am really wanting to give as many opportunities to other female identifying and, and queer folks. Like I, I want to give them the opportunities that I've had because there's nothing that feels better than being able to create your artwork without having to worry about certain things financially, um, minting fees, like all, all these things that kind of can deter people. I want to eliminate that. And so we're launching as part of the Keepers of the Inn drop a an initiative called Cult of Pink, which I can't, I'm not going to be able to get into in full detail just yet, but we're going to we're going to start to really turn the tides and provide more opportunities um, in a real way, onboard more people, and really kind of bump the numbers. You know, we, we've all heard the statistics. It's horrific and not okay. And so, I, I, you know, that long term, I think equality is a thing that is needed. And I think that it, it, equality is something that can happen in this space. Um, like I said, I was onboarded into the space by, you know, c- cis white men. And, th- and that's, that's great. And I was supported and nurtured. And so I think that, um, I think that having, b- being at the forefront of this, of this movement to help turn the tides and, um, and bring more light to, to underrepresented voice, voices, I, there, there's definitely, the response has been great. And I, I think a lot of, the men in this in this space are are behind that movement yeah absolutely um i wonder i was thinking about this as well um what was and i know you kind of alluded to this but what was your biggest fear going into this uh i mean i know it's i know it's a big question it is a big question right because what i i think I think what what it what from what you've expressed thus far that that's actually the creative the vulnerability that you had in the create putting your work out there in all of all of these stills um yeah I, yeah I, and, I mean ultimately yeah and just also like not like I just wanted it to I, I just wanted this drop to I just wanted to people to understand like what we, we were trying to do and, and it's cause it's just so gigantic and there are so many different layers to it. And so, yes, like, of course the fear of putting out that much artwork and people hating it. Like I think any artist feels that anytime they, they put, even if it's yeah. one photo or one thing, like that's just being an artist, but really just wanting to make sure that, that the, utility was and is understood and like that like again that with without my team that wouldn't have been possible i mean Kyle and i sat for hours every day for a couple months and and spitballed ideas and and wrote out plans and ju- it was like such a wild process of trying to figure out exactly what it would mean to own one of these pieces. And it was really fun to do because it was like, okay, what would we want to, what would we want to get out of a project like this? And, and 
that's fun. It's just, you know, being your sort of own biggest fan, but it's also scary because we just, we didn't, you know, we, we wanted to make sure that we were doing, doing the, doing justice to, to this community. And, and, um, and yeah, just, I think the, the response, fear of what the response would be and, and making sure that every single step of the way we were just honoring and being as authentic as as we as we could and just making sure that every piece uh, that we decided on was was done because we felt it would it would um be exciting to to the people who are buying this artwork but then again like at the at the end of the day it all comes back to the art itself and just making sure that even if someone's just buying an nft because they like photography and want to contribute that they're happy with the artwork that they're getting. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Like it was, the whole thing was, was scary to be honest. It's a, it's a really large scale drop. Um, you know, the fear of not being able to sell it out and therefore not being able to make the movie, but also to just like launch these exciting initiatives. That's, I mean, I, I don't know. That's just, re that's, that comes with it. It's, it's scary. You don't know what, what's going to happen, but, yeah. um, but yeah, the, I just like the, everyone's been so awesome. And, and through that process of fear was like also just talking to people and getting that encouragement was, was essential. For sure. Uh, do you have a favorite piece? Um, yeah, it's so hard to choose one, but I, but I mean, the, the, there's the heavy lies, the crown series. It's the one of one on film photos of, of Rose in the shower with the bloody, with the bloody crown. Mine too. That's, I think that's mine too. Yeah. The, that's the, the title one heavy lies, the crown, which like is essentially the rarest one in the whole collection. Like that's, if I had to choose it, that, that would be my favorite one. It's just so heavy and Fern did such a great job, uh, expressing. And, um, yeah, that's, that's my favorite one. Tell me about capturing that moment. Well, we, it was on the tail end of our trip. So we went to the Madonna Inn, me and Fern and, and the rest of the cast, and we picked our 16 most pivotal scenes in the script and we rehearsed them and we, we stayed in character for three days straight. So, um, it was a true adventure. We, tr we truly fell down the rabbit hole and, and we're living in real time, the experience. Um, and then everybody left and Fern and I were kind of like the, the last ones at, at the hotel and which is, which is how the whole project started. It, it started with her and I and a camera. And so it was beautiful that that's how it ended. And, and, you know, I knew I wanted to get some portraits of her, on film that we would use as the sort of executive producer, like rarest tier in the collection. And, um, and yeah, like I just, we were so exhausted because we had just been living it for three days straight that, um, it was a really, it was really a grind. And then also just to be shooting on film and the, like, it's, it's a, it's not a like bright hotel. It's like the, it's, so it was challenging just getting my exposure right. And all the, all the sort of technical things that came with it. And, um, when shooting that, you know, it was, we just kind of, I don't know, like when her and I shoot together, there's not a lot of words exchange. We just sort of follow the intuitive 
signs that we're getting. And, um, and I think it just hit me. I just had this image of Rose, that sort of taking that sort of series being like the epilogue to the movie, like, okay, so Rose winds up as a permanent member, a permanent keeper of the inn. And then what, like, then what happens to her? And so that's like, the idea for that series came as, as this sort of representation of her immediately following the events of the film. She's a part of this now. She's completely stripped of all of her layers and she's got this bloody like battle wound type thing going on. Like she's wearing the crown, but it's causing her to bleed. And, um, and yeah, I think her emotionally, she just, she just tapped into that. Like it just, and it was so natural because we had been there for three straight days working our asses off. So it's, it's like she had gone through the ringer and her character, the arc is so nuts from where, from scene one, Rose arrives to scene 16 reception. Like she just goes through it there's And so, um, I don't know that there, like, it was a very raw moment that we were able to capture. She was just kind of it was it was very real as the character as the actress what she had gone through over the past you know 3 days was just was just ripe for the picking and i just luckily like nailed the exposure <laughs> yeah no that, the exposure is definitely important uh, <laughs> um i so with this film in particular is there a is there another film that just comes to mind i almost get um what what the hell is that um um uh it's is it like a housemaid's t- uh, um or something Hand, handmaid's tale a handmaid's tale yeah i get that kind of vibe just from the imagery is there a, another p uh work that you really draw inspiration with this particular project yeah so the film itself is about a you know a woman who gets accidentally pregnant and then she goes to the madonna inn to figure out what she's going to do because she's this Hollywood actress and she's getting pressured by her agent and her acting coach and this toxic relationship that she she's in. So she just goes there to, to sort of clear her mind and, and go off the radar. And, um, while she's there, she starts to kind of trip out and think that the people, the keepers of the inn have some sort of stake in what her decision is. And so obviously there's like the Rosemary's baby parallel. Um, the shining is, is a reference. Um, but the film, you know, like I think the, the, the most, the, the movie we're drawing heavily on, at least in this draft of the screenplay is mother by Darren Aronofsky, because I live here now. It, like what I just described is what happens in the movie, but but what the movie's about is much deeper than that. I mean, it's a horror film. It's going to be entertaining and scary, but beneath the surface, it's really about body image and what it means to be a woman today, being constantly told what to do with your body and what it's what your body's supposed to look like and what it means to take that power back. Um, and you know, it's also about being pregnant, you know, as a, as a symbol for, you know, an, as an artist being pregnant with this creative idea and being told by other people again, like what to do with it. And so mother is a great reference because it's, it's an allegorical film. It's, it is, 
it is about so many things and it's open for interpretation in a really interesting way. And as we approach finishing up this second draft like that, we've found ourselves drawing heavily from that, from that movie because I live here now is really meant to be this character study and meant to sort of just raise the question which is raise the question what what if we let artists make art the way that they want <laughs> yep i love that and so and so we've been tripping out i'm like art is so fun cuz i don't i don't like have a message that i want to say when i'm when i'm making it i kind of just write and then i and then i analyze and so i like with my creative team just have been kind of tripping out of like holy shit is this movie actually about web three like this this girl leaves hollywood because they're telling her what to do and she goes to this beautiful creative oasis that she's sort of afraid of and intimidated by first at first but then falls in love with and becomes a part of it and 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 lives there now and so anyway that's That's pretty freaky yeah that's that's similar (laughs) evolving and i'm sure i'll be able to speak in an articulate way about it eventually but i've i've I just like kind of had that epiphany like holy shit is th- this movie was born in web 3 so obviously it's going to be about that that's amazing yeah i love i love especially when creators are doing things just basically stream of consciousness like you are i mean because i think that that's where the most beautiful work comes is is where there's zero judgment and it's just pure creation at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. And so for someone else that may be in the audience or listening to this later, you know, what were, I mean, I guess like, I think that you're laying out a roadmap here for a lot of other projects and people to want to, you know, pursue NFT or web three infrastructure backed uh, film and creative projects. I think I really do think that the parallels between what you're doing here um, and a like a board API club are honestly pretty similar. I mean, in terms I mean, you're really laying out the groundwork for so many other people and creatives and in projects and whatnot to be able to create film and create things of this nature. So I guess from your perspective um, in this stage, what do you think um the audience should know it when going into um, if they want to pursue something out, uh, pursue something like this. Yeah. I mean, we're absolutely paving away and there's so many other filmmakers in this space that I've connected with that are doing the same thing. And, um, and so this filmmaking and NFTs is it's happening and I'm so excited about that. I think anyone that's wanting to pursue in a similar way. I I don't know, like my DMS are always open and I I'm happy that we've been able to achieve this first goal of selling out and getting, um, getting what we need to make the film and launch the initiatives. And so I I'm happy to be able to use this as like a case study that yes, it is possible. And then in turn, just help anyone that's coming into the space that wants to do the same thing by giving them uh, my advice and my thoughts on what it what it needs to look like in order to be successful. Um, also, just like I mentioned earlier on, just 
reaching out and connecting with as many people as possible and bouncing your ideas off of each other. That's, uh, that's what was the, that's what I believe made this so successful was just, um, getting real-time feedback. Do you want to, uh, mention for people listening, uh, you're at, if I know you said your DMS are open, um, I don't want to flood your DMs too much, but, but um, if you if you would like, I would like to open up that opportunity for you to say it. Yeah, yeah. Flood my DMs at uh, at Julie underscore Pacino and then um, at Keepers of the Inn, which is up here on stage with us, is our is our uh, is our our Twitter for the for the project itself that will be doing like real time posts. Um with all sorts of alpha and just updates on the project. Cause you know, I, I, am also a photographer in this space and have some really exciting one of one drops coming up. And, and so what we wanted to make sure we had a Twitter page specifically for keepers of the end. So DMing on either of those, uh, either the keepers of the end Twitter or mine directly at Julie underscore Pacino, uh, definitely wide open. And I, I, I try to respond to everyone. For sure. For sure. Um, I want to lay out uh, the opportunity for our POAP for, for the day. Uh, so, Shammy, uh, do you want to take it away, brother? Sure. First of all, good job, Nick. Great, great space so far. Thank you. Uh, and Julie, uh, really excited to have you in the space as well. So thank you for taking the time to, to come on and share your share your work and art with us. Um, well, on again to the POAP, but I also have a question I'm going to ask immediately after for myself, a little selfish. Uh, I have a question as well. But for today's POAP, for the 100 plus people who are listening or tuning in, uh, I hope everyone at this point has an understanding of how it goes. But if you do not know, uh, POAP stands for Proof of Attendance Protocol. And basically, it's a free NFT that you're going to be able to mint through the POAP app that proves that you were in the space, you tuned in, and hopefully learned a thing or two in that process. So... Without further ado, everyone, please open up your POAP app on your mobile device. I'm just going to give some pauses to give people some time to get there. And for this phrase, it's going to be the secret word. So once you get your app open, you're going to hit the bottom right-hand corner. You're going to hit that mint button. It's an ask for secret word. And the secret word you're going to be typing in is all lowercase. And it's all one word and no spaces in between. And today's secret phrase is, I got the keys. And keys will have two S's at the end. And that is done on purpose to help people uh, not farm. So it is, I got the keys. And the keys in this case refer to the keys of the inn. Love uh, the that. keepers of the inn. So definitely just want to take time, make sure people hear it clearly enough. Uh, we don't want to tweet it out, so we don't want people to farm it. So hopefully with this space, we'll just keep it to, to, these, to those who are here. So it's, I got the keys. With two S's. And in the two S's, correct. Two S's. I got the keys, two S's. Um, while we get people to figure that out, uh, if you don't mind, I have my own question I would love to ask, uh, which isn't NFT related, but just more so uh, photography and video related. And that is, when was the first time you picked up a camera or like, how did you get involved in that space? When you grow up, did you have like uh, a handheld around the house? Was the first time you filmed something on a phone? What got you into photography and cinematography in general? Yeah, I, I, I took my first photo when I was like four years old. And I remember it because it was this picture of a lamp. And my dad like framed it and hung it up in his, in his house and was just like, she's a genius. Like, he That's so was, sweet. 
it's so Amazing sweet like lamp. that's yeah like i my both of my parents were so just support i i'm just i'm totally blessed to have parents that like encourage me to be an artist and and um that's that's a huge reason why i'm i'm still an artist um but yeah i, I growing up always um whether it was uh, taking pictures or even just making little short films i had a a, a camera that shot on um mini dv tapes and so i'd go around with my friends and and make right like make them be characters and we'd shoot stuff and then i'd edit it and they're just like can we just like play in the backyard and i'm like no we have to figure out plot points <laughs> and like so i just you know obviously like growing up um i was constantly visiting movie sets and always inspired by the sense of this alternate dimension that that comes with like being on a set and and was just con like always hungry to recreate that in my own way. So definitely since I was a kid running around with the camera, it's always a thing. Beautiful. And I do remember those mini DVD uh, camcorders where you would insert them to, to record the footage. Those were definitely a fun time. Um, just want to make sure uh, again for the PO app, it looks like people are claiming have 128 claimed at the moment. So I'm feeling good about that. Uh, if you're having any troubles claiming or didn't, or didn't hear anything, please DM me and reach out. But if you have been able to claim, please just, uh, interact with one of the emojis and, and flash, uh, flash an emoji. So I know that everything's working good, uh, on the PO app end. And for, for last time to repeat the secret phrase is I got the keys all lowercase two S's at the end of keys. Nick you can take it away. Love it, brother. Thank you. Um, well, I'd love to open up for questions. Uh, if, if you're, you're all right with that, Julie. Oopsie. I got rugged for a second. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. Dope. Well, um, if you have a question, please raise your hand. Um, yeah, raise your hand. If you, if you have a question, just, uh, use the little icon on the corner and, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll try and answer as many questions as we can. We will probably wrap up around uh, 4 p.m. Eastern and uh, and yeah, should be good. Um, in the meantime, while we are, you know, while we're waiting on, on questions to roll in here, um, Julie, I want to know, um, is there a oh, wait, actually, we, we have um, we have one coming up right here. Let's see. Add a speaker. Let's see. I think they're coming up now. Hi, Darren. How are you? Hey, well, guys, how are you? Uh, hey, Julia, I was just wondering if you could talk about the process of converting photos into uh, NFTs, if that's possible, and how you get every all the lighting and all the details worked out and stuff. Thanks. Yeah. It, um, holy shit. That was, it was such a challenging part of the process because <laughs> it's like, because there are additions within the collection. And so, um, so Bueno, the Bueno team, they did all of our dev and tech stuff. And so I had to deliver to them a hard drive with folders of everything broken down by, scene and then by photo and then by additions. So there was like a ton of folders and me and my partners, Kyle and Aaron spent, I mean, we stayed up all night, um, 
because of course, like I took it down to the wire to when everything was due, uh, just perfecting and tweaking the edits as much as possible. But yeah, like organizing everything into the folders was a, we did, was a three person job. It was probably more like a 10 person job, but the three of us did it and we stayed up all night and, um, it was grueling, but I, yeah, I don't, it it was, there's no good. I have no silver lining. It was fucking nuts. (laughs) No silver linings. I love it. I think we have another question here. Um, motivational speech, uh, no, so no silver linings. Sometimes Uh, there aren't silver linings. It's okay. You gotta just stick it out. Oh, it says there was an error adding, you No, no. Here, try again. Let's see. Okay. Um, moving on forward. Um, I, I wonder, you know, back to really like inspiration, right? Um, is there a particular practice that you have while we're waiting for, you know, anybody else to don't be shy. We don't bite. Um, I know my profile picture has a bunch of teeth in it, but, um, you know, um, I won't bite <laughs> usually, uh, but, um, in, in your creative process, um, is there a, a way or a thing or a practice that you have, um, that allows you to, um, really gain inspiration, which in roller, oh my, oh my gosh, rollers here. Um, I love you by the way. Um, <laughs> um hey everyone. Yeah, but it, you know, first, could you, uh, you know, speak to that briefly and then we'll, we'll slide in rollers question. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I, the initial collection, like the first time I went to the Madonna Inn, well, I went because I was having horrible writer's block on a different script. And so I just need, I'm like, I need to do something and this place looks beautiful. What if I just got out of LA for a little bit and went and decompressed there? And then that, as soon as I showed up, it instantly sparked this new creative energy. Um, so I think getting off the subject is a big thing that I do. If I'm feeling creatively stifled, uh, and need inspiration, I just try to change it up and stop thinking about the thing I'm obsessing on or just watch a movie, draw inspiration from other artists, um, meditate, I don't know, eat some mushrooms. Like there's, <laughs> there's all sorts of things. Those are the, those are the DMT. Ones that come to mind. Yeah. yeah casual yeah. DMT. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, Roller, hi, how are you? Hey, Nick, I'm good. How are you? I am just fantastic now that you are here. And I know that you are super prepared with a wonderful, wonderful question um, about anything having to do with the Keepers of the Inn, for just for Julie in general. Um, yeah, just like fire away. Yeah, so I actually wanted to touch on something that I don't know if you guys have touched on yet, but I think what Julie's doing is really giving an education to the secondary market here as well, which I think that we don't talk about very much. Like Julie's project has given people not only an option to participate in something physical outside of the NFT space, but also engage within the NFT space and then understand how the secondary market works and how that that can also benefit um IRL interactions, for lack of better words, and how that utility can be utilized and shared and moved around and it can be transferred and things like that. So I guess my question would be, how did you come up with that, Julie? And how has you how have how has it impacted 
your project in the way that the secondary has been flowing. Because we all know that there's going to be people that are collectors that flip things that see projects that are going to do well, but it stayed at a, at like, and I don't, I don't know how to, the best way to put this right now, for lack of better words, it stayed at a very reasonable access point for people to get into this project. And it's been able to, you know, the floors fluctuated in a few different ways as I've paid attention to it. And to be honest, I haven't looked at it in the last couple of days. Um, but I want, I just wonder how like that's impacted you and how you've noticed it's impacted the community. Because I personally, as Julie knows this, I bought um, a keeper of the end for my best friend. She's not into NFTs yet, but I bought one for her as her first NFT and explained to her everything that was going on. And I was originally going to wait to give it to her um, for her birthday, but I also wanted to show her what it's like to get into a project, how the floor works, how the secondary market works and what that looks like. And I gave her free permission. I was like, if you need this money versus this experience, then that's an option for you here as well. And so, yeah, Julie, I would love if you could talk about that a little bit. Yeah, the so it's really been really interesting on the secondary. I think I haven't. I think we've done like over 160 ETH in in volume. Like it's and and the floor is fluctuating, but definitely uh, there's a ton of stuff that's available for an absolute steal. And I think that um, that's a result of we sold out so like when when it caught fire it just caught fire and went and so i think there's like still a lot of people that don't fully know what it is that they bought right like a lot of people just buy things because other people are buying it and then ask questions later and so um what i've noticed within the community is like it's it's becoming more refined now as members are learning about the project and buying in and, you know, kind of eliminating some of the paper handers. It, it's, it, the community is becoming more refined with holders who um, get the utility behind what we're doing. And that's been really fun to track the evolution of is just seeing new people joining the discord. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. You know, I've got some, there's some fun stuff coming up over the next couple of weeks where, that I think will get the project a lot more exposure. And so I'm, I'm actually excited that, that the floor is where it is because I think, um, as pe more people learn about this project and what we're doing and the history that we've made and just being, just owning one of these pieces is, is owning a piece of history. This is the first. So um, I think as we're so early, I was sold out two weeks ago. I launched the project on December 17th. We're not shooting the movie until the end of the summer. So um, it's going to be really, really fun to see how things progress and, and play out uh, as, as this movie becomes more and more real. Um, it's also been really, really fun watching people trade and make deals and offers and collect the rare film photos to get credit on the movie. Uh, that was, that's, that's been exciting because that was the intention behind it. It's like, we're going to only do 22 one of one film photos, just first and foremost to preserve my scarcity as a photographer in the space, but also just to create, um, a, a gamification process in trying, in trying to collect and and get the perks that come with with those more rare photos. And in the next few weeks, we'll be announcing some of the perks around collecting sets. So we've had some people collecting, like there are editions one of two that are color and black and white. And, um, you know, the, there are pink milk tonic editions, one of five, and then the one of tens, which right now are the most common, but um, 
but we're going to be doing some fun stuff for people who have collected all 10 of an edition that involves burning and then maybe you now holding a one of one. So lots of fun stuff planned and in the works that we built in to to the drop and have not announced yet. And again, just as more people become aware of the project and as we get closer and closer to shooting, it's going to just be really fun to see what happens with the floor and what kind of holders uh, ultimately jump in. Roller, that was a fantastic question. And Julie, that was a fantastic answer. Thank you very much. Um, And with that, I think we'll wrap up with this very last question. Julie, what is one thing that you want everybody from this space live and recorded to walk away with? Oh, that's, yeah, that's easy. Um, The best advice I've ever gotten in my life and in my career as an artist um, is to focus on the art and the rest will follow. Mic drop. Love it. Hi, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out every single live Twitter space on our Twitter at 1.37 p.m.